Today's podcast is about longevity. There's plenty of information out there on the internet and also in podcasts about longevity that isn't based on science or the current understanding of science behind longevity. Too much anecdotal evidence and misinformation is what has driven me to develop the Truth in Medicine podcast. This information is not intended for clinical recommendations. It is a review of clinical literature which supports clinical understanding. For any medical questions or concerns, consult your physician or health practitioner to address any questions or medical conditions you have. During the past 200 years, average human life expectancy has doubled in most developed countries, primarily due to better quality of water, food, hygiene, housing, and lifestyle, as well as immunization against infectious disease, antibiotics, and improved medical care first reduced mortality and early life. Recent increases in human life expectancy have been much too rapid for genetic change to have played more than a minor role. Individuals who survived great ages are more common in so-called blue zones of the world, Okinawa, Japan, part of Sardinia in Italy, Icaria in Greece, Nicolia in Costa Rica, and Loma Linda in, in the United States. These people are not genetically distinct from nearby neighbors. Environmental and lifestyle include social networks seem to have important roles in the healthy aging of these people. Diet, education, and physical activity throughout postnatal life have accumulated effect on mortality. Conditions during early life and parental health also have a large impact. Unfortunately, healthy disease-free lifespan, or so-called health span, has not increased as much as lifespan. An average of 16 to 20 percent of life is now spent in late-life morbidity, longer in females than males, and in individuals with a lower socioeconomic status or obesity. A term compression of morbidity refers to reduction in the length and severity of late life morbidity. This should be achievable. Individuals who survive to over 100 show progressively greater compression of late life morbidity. Can we assume a healthy end of life is physiologically feasible? Experimental work with animals has demonstrated malleability of aging. Laboratory animals do not live as long as humans. Some interventions to maintain health are effective in different laboratory species. Genetic analysis of individual variations in human lifespan may demonstrate potential targets for intervention. Studies in twins have suggested human lifespan is about 25% inheritable. Another study of millions of individuals using population pedigree showed a lower heritability of only 12%. Survival to advanced ages, particularly 1 to 10% longest lived of the generation, is enriched in families and members of this report. Families show a lifelong survival advantage with lower risk of coronary artery disease, cancer and type 2 diabetes, and better immune and metabolic health in middle and old age compared to the general population and even to their spouses. Effects of common non-genetic influence early in these families cannot be ruled out. Familial or sporadic long-lived individuals display a decreased load of common genetic risk factors for age-related diseases. However, common protective genetic variation responsible for familial longevity has not yet been identified. 
As you age, some continuous subclinical changes can accumulate in a range of medically defined disease conditions in middle age with the coexistence of two or more chronic health additions in an individual being defined as multimorbidity. Those with higher levels of markers of disease in their blood and those with multimorbidity die up to 20 years younger than those with lower levels. The largest medical challenge in treating the growing number of elderly patients are multimorbidity presence in at least half of the elderly over 70, and the related use of five or more types of medications or polypharmacy, which occurs in over 10% of the general population and 30% of the elderly. Keep in mind that specific diets, exercise, the two combined cognitive training, vascular risk management, caloric restriction, intermittent fasting, and supplement of vitamin D have all been reported to be effective for specific conditions. However, the, very, the response to these interventions can show a marked individual variation. By trying different approaches, one can individually find what works best for them. The benefit of animal studies is their utility to inform a more targeted approach in studying humans. As an example, reduced activity of the insulin-insulin-like growth hormone factor, or IGF, signaling mammalian target of rapamycin, mTOR signaling network, can extend lifespan in yeast, worms, fruit flies, and mice. It remains to be seen whether human aging will show a similar degree of adaptability in response to interventions that have proven effective in animals. So before using any supplements or any other personal recommendations from other podcasters, recognize that the information they're giving you is from laboratory animals, and that's limited. Although dietary restrictions increase predictors of health, healthy aging and human volunteers, it is not a realistic public health intervention because of poor compliance with even mild dietary restriction regimes. And that characterizes how difficult it is in the United States to get people to reduce their eating habits, to reduce their eating to fasting, to reduce their eating to fewer times per day. It's very difficult. Food-restricted mice and rats are usually fed once a day and consume their limited food ration as soon as it is supplied with a protracted fasting period until the next day. This fasting may be at least as important as reduced food intake and promoting healthy aging. And that's an important point to make and to, to consider. The fasting or the time of not eating is probably more important than when you eat in terms of longevity and how it benefits you because you reduce the condition and problem of digestion and you start autophagy or consuming cellular debris which is another factor which contributes to aging and aging problems. Different trials in middle-aged humans with a fasting mimicking diet low in protein, carbohydrates, and calories but high in saturated fats showed beneficial effects on biomarkers of health such as blood pressure levels of circulating IGF-1 insulin-like growth factor with particularly strong effects in, in, in individuals for most at risk of disease. During aging, successant cells persist. Their presence can cause tissue damage, and they are implicated in the etiology of human age-related diseases, including atherosclerosis, osteoarthritis, and cancer. Disruption of the SASP, which is a system for attracting macrophages to remove successant cells, can restore hemostasis and increase health span life, lifespan in mice. 
SASP is Sessant Associated Secretory Phenotype. So this condition plays a role in extending lifespan by reducing the number of sessant cells, which can be, in fact, toxic to the biology of humans. Autophagy and cellular senescence play critical roles in many age-related diseases, including cancer, neurodegenerative diseases, and aging itself. Global public health efforts to increase human health span will increasingly focus on lowering the risk of obesity, smoking, high alcohol intake, physical inactivity, hypertension, and low-density lipoproteins, cholesterol, and success in doing so should yield wide reductions in diabetes, cardiovascular disease, and cancer, which means basically, if you want to increase lifespan, you've got to attend to your health every day with reducing calorie intake, reducing obesity, smoking, high alcohol intake, and getting rid of physical inactivity. So these are conditions and problems that are behavioral and more impactful on longevity than any supplements that you could ever take. Most laboratory mice are also inbred with marked strain peculiarities, and animals that are more outbred would be more closely mirror the individual um, that is typical of human populations. Although this problem with laboratory mice is not confined to the work on aging. The second article is called Lifespan, Healthspan, Past, Present, and Promise from the Gerontology Journal. For most of the last hundred years, social policy focused on increasing life expectancy in the population, but recently policy and research are increasingly focused on the potential of increasing healthy life or health span. While the percentage increase in the length of life was substantial, the absolute increase was not great. In the past hundred years, the increased life expectancy at age 85 is just over one year for men, two years for women. After 95, it was only half of that. There is no longer a potential for improvement in early life because mortality is already so low. Projections for the future based on this history with, will lead to an overestimation of future life expectancy. This leads us to think that less optimistic projections may be closer to reality. In summary, recent health trends are looking promising with reduction in declines of prevalence of some major diseases such as heart disease and stroke, yet other diseases such as diabetes appear to be continuing to increase and trends in severe disability do not indicate continued improvement for most age groups. The outlook for health change in the future is mixed. Americans behave relatively poorly in terms of smoking, eating, exercise, or movement, inappropriate use of drugs, and violence. A focused effort to improve health life expectancy and remove social differentials through improved behavior and social policies would lead to increased life expectancy and health policy. Health expectancy. So at the end of the day, what's important in terms of longevity currently is lifestyle choices and attending to things that you can control versus laboratory studies on different medications and different supplements that may help extend lifespan or health span. All of those studies are done in laboratory animals. No significant studies have been done in humans to confer an understanding of what medications would help humans live longer. Because at the end of the day, it really has to do more with how you live your life and exercise, diet, fasting, those type of things can be contributory. 
I hope this information helps you better focus on the facts with science versus the opinions and arbitrary personal recommendations.